This podcast is about the topic of toxic siblings. Now, this is a very touchy subject because I'm sure quite a lot of you can relate for various reasons. Um, Sometimes when we're children, we don't necessarily realise that we have a toxic sibling. I think we realise it a little bit um, in our perhaps teenage years or adult years. And sometimes it can cause quite a lot of uh, conflict and Sadly, not many resolutions either, you know, as you get older. And it seems almost like um, it gets worse, to be fair, as you get older. So let's think about why we might have some toxic sibling relationships. Most relationships that we have with our siblings as you're growing up, you know, there's always that like tug of war between the parent and the child and the various different siblings within that relationship of that family household. You know, all of us come from very different backgrounds, We might have siblings from biological parents. We might have siblings from step parents. We might have siblings through uh, marriage and, you know, various other dynamics because obviously the world is changing now. But what tends to happen, sadly, is that certain siblings have a particular way of being quite the um, enigmatic and dynamic individual that takes that sort of role and central role of the relationship within your family tree it can get to a point where it can cause huge disharmony throughout the whole of the family and sometimes it gets to a situation where the individual that really clearly hasn't done anything wrong is used as a bit of a scapegoat because people don't want to rock the boat and they don't want to deal with the fact that this sibling is toxic they'd rather keep that toxic individual within the family dynamics because sometimes it's easier as we say to keep your enemies close and your friends at a distance you know even though if it's a sibling situation there are times when there'll be situations occurring in your particular family household in you know you might not necessarily be living together but perhaps this sibling still has interaction with your parents you know that could be step parents as i've discovered it could be adoptive parents And it can be other individuals that you have encounters with, you know, and we all can relate to that on some huge scale. So there are times when this individual, no matter what's happened between the two of you, you might have had a small fight that's gone into a big fight. It might be certain principles that you've argued on. It might be that you just clash. Maybe you're too alike. Maybe you're too different. It could be that you don't necessarily got on because of certain ways that you would conduct yourself and they would conduct yourself they sorry they would conduct themselves and they don't necessarily merge between the two and unfortunately you know tension has occurred and friction occurs and sometimes you can't necessarily resolve these issues overnight some of the some of the warning signs are when i guess both parties and sometimes it can be more than two individuals it can be three and four uh, where you have toxic siblings it can be that they don't see that they're doing anything wrong. And in their particular perception, and I will use the word perception, they genuinely think they haven't done anything wrong. They think they're the one with integrity, they're the one that's right, they're the one that hasn't done anything wrong, they haven't broken any moral codes, any legal codes, they haven't broken any friction between the household. They just think that they're doing their own bit of justice And at times, you know, the parent might not necessarily intervene. This could be a grown parent, obviously, um, might not necessarily intervene because they don't want to get into the middle of this whole fight between 
the two siblings because they're probably adults at this stage, you know. And it can be very, very frustrating when you've got somebody who clearly is in the wrong, okay, and they don't see that. They don't see that their perception of the way they are handling things, conducting themselves is wrong. This particular toxic sibling might also be somebody that, you know, plays the card that they're the favourite amongst the other siblings as well. And this can have its advantages and disadvantages. This comes about to, you know, the topic of ego and id. And again, the power dynamics between the siblings and the whole attention sort of seeking behaviour that they have where, you know, the focus is on them, not the other individuals that they've caused disharmony with. And that also, you know, plays with their own mind that they're clearly in the right, they're not in the wrong, you know, and that obviously has knock-on consequences, it has knock-on effects. They don't see that actually they've been controlling, you know, controlling the family, controlling the family dynamics, controlling the people around them. You know, traditionally there are times of the year, you know, in, in certain um, situations, for example, family gatherings, birthdays, christenings, um, you know, unfortunately funerals, it can be, depending on different religious uh, status, it could be Eid celebrations, it could be Hanukkah, it could be Diwali. It could be any of those particular family gatherings where this person will use their manipulation to control the situation in whichever shape or form. I've known situations where, for example, in some households, they've had to put one individual in one room, one individual in another room, purely so that there is no argument that's going to occur. There's no friction that's going to occur. And in worst case scenarios, they put them in completely a different building or, you know, done particular events to ensure that the that toxic relationship doesn't have a knock-on effect with other people. And this is how bad it gets. You know, the, the family can't resolve it. The family can't uh, sort this situation out because the other individual is very, very good at manipulating um, what's going on. Talking of manipulation, sometimes they're very, very good, this toxic, um, you know, sibling is very good at manipulating you and manipulating what they can get out of you um, in order to satisfy themselves. So, for example, you know, um, it might be that they call upon a favour. They want you to babysit their children. They want you to maybe look after their pets or look after their house when they've gone on holiday. But when it comes to you needing the same favour, it's not the same. And the parental focus or the family focus also is manipulated to basically do as that other individual wants because they don't want the drama. You know, they don't want the situation to be exploded in their face. And it could be other situations too, you know, helping parents, helping that particular individual out of financial uh, situations. A lot of people now are getting into financial debt and they're getting themselves in situations where they're unable to help themselves get out of the rut they've caused themselves. So sometimes they're very clever in getting financial support and assistance. Um, they might, you know, rant at you, rant to other people about what is affecting them, but really they're manipulating the situation and playing victim so that empathy can be given towards them. This can often, you know, upset and anger the other individual who in the family dynamics might also need financial support, might also need financial help, but unfortunately they're not getting it. And it, that can be down to a number of things, can't it? It can be down to a number of factors, not just necessarily one. So 
there are scenarios where that sibling, you know, will do everything they can. And some of the times what they do is very, 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 very cleverly, very cleverly, they will dismiss and invalidate your feelings to a whole extreme level where you are the bad guy, they're the good guy. Okay. And a bit like the Clint Eastwood film, uh, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, it is very much like that. Sometimes you're borderline on the fence. You might be very, very angry, you're irritated, you're upset. And you can clearly see how other people are being manipulated and are being controlled by this one toxic sibling. But unfortunately, you're powerless to do anything about it, you know. And at times, other, people's in the, other people in the family might dismiss your quite um, solid and quite found reasons. And they will dismiss it and make you out to be the bad guy. You know, for example, saying, oh, you're the one that needs, you're the one that needs mental help. When actually it's the other individual, quite clearly, that is manipulative and is the one that needs that support and needs that help, but is very able to make you seem like the irrational person, an irrational person that needs help. They often are very clever at creating conflict out of something that is nothing. And sometimes you will have a situation or a scenario where everything is pleasant, everything is calm, perhaps you've just got your family back to being calm and being at peace and you're mending bridges and you're mending, you know, love and care between your family. And perhaps you're getting in a situation where the toxic relationship has, has sort of taken a back burner and you're just about to start helping yourself get on a situation where you're at a plain level field. And unfortunately, this individual doesn't like that. And they'll do everything they can to manipulate it again to cause conflict, right? So to cause conflict for you, to cause conflict for others as well. And that's what I'm saying about the mind games, because when they're an adult, they are very easily able to manipulate the other sibling and the people around you. And they, they'll do other things as well. They'll degrade you in front of others. So whether there is, is, you know, listing off all your small misdemeanors, you know, for example, it could be like you've left a, a cup inside the sink that you've not washed you've not washed it straight away. For example, you were going to wash it in a couple of minutes. Maybe you got a phone call and that individual makes it a big drama out of that particular incident and says, well, you don't clean, you don't look after your house, you neglect your children. And they make a huge melodrama out of something very, very small. Okay. And this is where the neglect issue comes in. Okay. There are times when you have to look at this scenario and think, is this person worth being in my life? You know, and you try your best, you try your hardest to keep at peace and to keep at um, sort of, you know, a calm, nurturing environment for the sake of your family, for the sake of other people around you. Sometimes that's not always possible. And sometimes you keep quiet about the situations and the scenario that other person causes. And there are times when you really can't stay quiet. And you'll find, unfortunately, in these scenarios that you are neglected, you know. You'll find that there is friction, obviously, between the households, there are friction between your friends because you're all in the inner circle. There's friction with other family members and other people are forced in some respects to choose sides. And it's not something you want, but it happens, you know? And unfortunately, this is one of the side effects and it's a big, horrible emotional side effect where family members unfortunately start to neglect you, okay? And it's not easy to deal with. It's not easy to accept on the first case. And it's not easy to 
understand. Sometimes you try your hardest to understand the thousands of excuses that somebody might give you for not being a part of their life. And there are other times when you really do have to back off and realize that the best thing to do is to walk away. Now, how do we move forward from this? You know, how do we move forward from this? Nowadays, it's easy with social media, with platforms like WhatsApp, with Viber, with other various social networks, even with your mobile phone, it is very easy to block a number and to block someone out of your life from sending you, you know, nasty messages, nasty text messages. There are some cases where some family members, unfortunately, have had to go to the police. They've had to get subpoenas. They've had to get uh, particular restraining orders. They maybe had to go and get the police to speak to that individual, where sometimes, you know, this family dynamics is just not working. And sometimes people view this as, you know, you've been quite horrible, you've been quite nasty. Well, actually, what that individual is doing is trying to practice a bit of self-care and a bit of self-love. And also they're trying to put boundaries in place so that they can protect themselves from the harm. Because, you know, a lot of this toxic relationship from the other sibling is mental abuse. It's mental health abuse. It's emotional abuse. It's psychological abuse as well. And the other individual doesn't necessarily see it like that, you know. So one of the things that you have to start to practice, and it's very hard to do that, is think to yourself, well, if that individual is going to behave like that, even though I've tried everything, even though you might have nieces, nephews, you might have other siblings that are involved, sometimes it's best just to step away and to step back. And set yourself boundaries in the meantime as well. You'll try your hardest to talk to that sibling and talk to your family members about what is going on. And if you get to a situation where, you know, those people don't realise what is going on, then that's when you sort of put in the self-care and the boundaries and ensure that you're protecting your health and your mental health. Sometimes, you know, talking to the sibling doesn't necessarily go the way you want it to go. You can try your hardest to have a conversation with that person and try to say to them, look, putting our argument aside, I don't think what you said was nice. I don't think what you said was poor behavior. You know, uh, what you said was quite horrible actually. And it was degrading and it's not helping my mental health. You can have all these different types of confrontations. Sometimes people have mediation in the, in the middle, you know, with a professional to try and help them. And sometimes it's not always possible. So the reason I'm mentioning, you know, blocking people is because sometimes for your own sake and for your own mental health sake, that sometimes is the best thing to do. Um, sometimes people do things like moving away, moving to a different area, different location. And that's always not possible as well because of finances. Again, you might be bumping into them because of where you live in your neighborhood, you know. There are times as well where maybe you know if they're still part of your life but sort of on the outside you sort of decide to choose your battles and choose which ones you're going to select so even though you might have blocked them you might unblock them for example you might talk to them in a, a diplomatic way if that doesn't work then maybe you decide that these specific things that they're crossing align with me and my expectations and my barriers and my respect if they're not working then sometimes you have to decide which battles you're going to have to choose that is going to help you and going to help them, you know. In some, in some scenarios, there's been, you know, situations where whole family members have had to go for group counselling and they've had to go for uh, dealing with that toxic relationship and they've had, you know, to, un to discover 
what is actually going on on a on subconscious and unconscious level. And sometimes it's not always, again, possible to do that because of finances, because sometimes the other individual doesn't want to take part, and you might not want to take part as well. Some people also decide to just take a step back, like I've said, and, you know, focus on the domestic situation between that sibling and realise that there are things that they just can't do. There's things that they just can't help. Uh, the conflict is something that is not going to go away overnight. You know, no matter how much you have resolution with somebody. And like I said, sometimes um, the toxic sibling, you know, the parents don't necessarily want to get involved. They don't want to be necessarily a part of it, you know. And um, sometimes it is part of life, having siblings where you're not necessarily getting on with them, you know, not all siblings are close and some of them are very toxic, some of them are um, damaged, you know, and some of them can cause damage to you and other people around you as well. And you can try all these different tactics. Um, in some cases, worst case scenarios, you might have to just, you know, block them out of your life, so to speak. You know, that means not communicating with them anymore, making sure perhaps they're not on any of your social networking platforms and also ensuring that the people that are around you within your family circle also uh, respect that as well. They're not divulging or sharing things that you don't necessarily want the other individual to know, okay? So there are ways out there and by doing all these things, obviously we're setting barriers, we're setting boundaries in place to respect ourselves, to respect our space and to respect our feelings and to make sure that we're not harmed in the ways that I've already described and sometimes you know letting go and letting them go and letting them be themselves and letting them continue to be their toxic self I guess it has you know a knock-on effect with others but at least you are looking after yourself you're showing yourself self-care you're showing yourself that you are worthy of much more you've tried various strategies to fix this scenario You've tried to fix the situation between yourself and the other person and it's just not working, you know. And all of us need to step back so that we can heal individually and we can work on our own issues, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's our jobs, our, you know, day-to-day -day living. So there are different scenarios like that too, you know. Um, some people have been successful where the sibling rivalry or the break has had that distance and had that gap and people have woken up a little bit as well and realised actually you know I was quite petty fighting about this and there are t situations where they come back and the healthy boundaries are back in place and they can start again sadly sometimes that doesn't happen either sometimes you walk away and you realise that the best thing to do is just to keep walking away and keep that person at a distance you know so all of us will have various different scenarios and all of us can relate to some of the things that I've already discussed. It's not just one particular answer. You know, these are, some, these are things that each family, each person is going to have a different handle on this and a different perspective on this and a different experience on this. And at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you and you have to do what's right for your particular scenario and what's right for your mental health. And that's the main thing that concerns me and, you know, all of these can make or break us too. So we have to be aware of that. If you are dealing with similar scenarios, you know, make sure you're reaching out to, I guess, a mutual friend, someone that can, you know, relate to you, someone that can understand 
um, someone that isn't necessarily going to cause judgment or ask you to choose sides either, you know. And sometimes that's also quite hard to focus on and to find. Wherever you are in that particular journey of, you know, toxic um, relationships with siblings, I wish you the best. It's not easy. There are times when it's a smooth road. There's times when there's bumps. And there's times you're going to feel like there's a big mountain that you've got to climb. And each of us will have to experience that in our own way. But wherever you are with that particular journey, I wish you love and I wish you peace. And I hope you find resolution either way. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening.